What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up here on a Saturday edition, August 25th, as we recap the Panthers' 25-14 to victory over the New England Patriots to move to 3-0 and on the preseason. We'll get into that in a little bit. First, I want to remind you guys, of course, that you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. And, of course, remember to visit theathletic.com slash Locked on Panthers, so you could save 40% off your first year subscription, so you can get access to all the great stories from Joe Person on the Panthers and all the great work all across all the really all the sports that they cover. So go check that out. Uh, of course, a little bit about me for some of you new followers. Um, I'm in. I cover the Panthers for PantherswireCom, which is part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. I also do the same thing for the Bengals. This is my first season with the Bengals, second season with the Panthers, uh, second season with Locked On Panthers, and second season with uh, Panthers Wire. I also do some college basketball work a little bit during the season as well, kind of on the side. So that's a little bit about me. Again, uh, welcome to you new followers, and for the followers that have been around, as always, appreciate the continued support. So let's talk about the great victory. You know, always go. I've, you know, it's only preseason, of course. You know, it's it's not like you're really going to remember. You're really going to remember too much as far as the record or who they beat and whatnot. But it is a little. It is. It definitely has to be a confidence boost that they did defeat the Patriots, uh, especially in Week Three, being the. The dress rehearsal week, you know, so the starters, of course, played about the first half. We we talked about how long we expected the, the starters to go, thinking they could go into the third quarter. Well, it turns out they didn't play into the, excuse me, they didn't play into the third quarter, uh, but they did play the entire first half, so they did get a, a good bit of work in. Overall, I, I thought I thought the team looked really good, uh, especially Christian McCaffrey was one of the highlights once again. Uh, really exciting to see, at least early on, that in year two, they're really letting uh, McCaffrey get after it. You, you could tell he's just gaining so much more confidence in the running game, both inside and outside, especially inside. We know, of course, he... Struggled a lot running inside last season, but you know perhaps it's that North Turner factor, and certainly you, you could certainly see the effect going on. I mean, especially early in the game, just how hard he's he was running, and I think we've also kind of answered the question of what kind of role C.J. Anderson is going to play in this offense, and it looks like it's going to be just kind of a spell type back you know maybe maybe a couple carries to give McCaffrey a break but clearly McCaffrey is the top dog here in fact uh it was Cameron Artis Payne who actually got a lot more of the work uh, at the start of the second half than 
C.J. Anderson. Now, Anderson was involved a little bit in the in the passing game, but in terms of the running game, it was a lot of Cameron Artis Payne getting six carries for 15 yards, whereas Anderson had two carries for 15 yards. Now, is that a matter of them just wanting to get more work for Artis Payne? We'll we'll see down the line, you know, especially when we get to uh, final cuts, but. That, that was one of my interesting takeaways is that when the second quarter or the, when the second half started and the starters were pulled, it was Anderson getting a bulk or excuse me, it was Artis Payne getting a, the bulk of the work and not CJ Anderson. But again, it, the the bottom line is Christian McCaffrey looks like he's going to be the workhorse. He got 12 carries in this game for 48 yards. So simple math will tell you that's an even. Four yards per carry, which is ideally what you want to hit. Uh, one of the other interesting notes very early in the game, in fact, the first play of the game, was uh, regarding Curtis Samuel. If you recall, we, we talked about Curtis Samuel and his chances of not necessarily making the team, but his chances of carving out a role. Well, Right from the get-go, uh, the Panthers received the opening kickoff, and it was Curtis Samuel returning the kickoff. So that that could give you an idea that possibly Samuel's going to be involved in in the uh, in the return game, and he got a good bit of work uh, in the passing game as well, especially some work with the ones. Uh, there was the pass fell incomplete, but there was that one pass from I think it was about like 30 or 40 yards out, something like that where Newton took a deep shot into the end zone to Samuel. So you could see they're starting to get get Samuel a little bit of work. In fact, he wound up leading the Panthers receivers on Friday with 58 receiving yards on three catches. In fact, the only other the only other receiver with more than three catches was Greg Olson, who had four catches for 44 yards including that nice catch kind of on the the out route about, what, five or so yards shy of the goal line with a few seconds left. Uh, Olsen thought he was out of bounds and would stop the clock, but they ruled him inbounds and ran the clock, so they had to run up and spike the ball, and that led Graham Gano to kick the field goal. And that's kind of something else that I wanted to touch on a little bit. Uh, some good drives from the offense – throughout the first half, but ultimately it only resulted in nine points, uh, especially the first drive where Newton gets them inside the five. They have first and goal inside the five, but they can't punch it in, and they had to settle for a field goal. So no touchdowns for the first team offense, but the Panthers did find the end zone twice. Taylor Heineke on a fourth down bootleg in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, Moss Frazier finding the end zone for a receiving touchdown. But kind of back to the first-team offense, uh, we had a little bit of a scare with Cam Newton. Uh, on a third down on that first drive, Newton had actually just kind of wrote about this play because he was asked about and had the quote, so you could check that out on Panthers Wire. Uh, it was a third-down play, 
Pressure comes from up the middle, so Newton's flushed out of the pocket, and he starts scrambling for the first down, gets it, but lands kind of awkwardly on his head and neck area, loses the ball. The The Patriots actually came away with it, but then it seemed like the Patriots lost it because it was Christian McCaffrey that ended up coming out of the pile with the football. So the Panthers were essentially able to keep possession and get the first down. Of course, they that was that was the drive, excuse me, like I mentioned, that they got inside the five, had the first and goal, but couldn't punch it in, had to settle for the field goal. Of course, on that drive, Newton did come out for a couple players, plays, I guess, you know, precautionary reasons, and it was uh, Taylor Heineke that got back in, that got in there. So Heineke got some work with the ones, and that was another thing we talked about yesterday in the preview is the backup quarterback job and who li- who is likely going to be the favorite or who has the inside track on that number two job. Well, I think it's safe to say at this point that Heineke has the inside track. He was the second guy out there in week two against the Dolphins, and obviously he was the next guy up yesterday against the Patriots since he was able to get some work in with the ones. Now, Heineke himself got banged up for a moment during the game, and Garrett Gilbert had to come in midway through the third quarter, but then Heineke was right back out there. So I think you pretty much see that the pecking order is uh, Newton, Heineke, and then Gilbert. Now, it'll be interesting to see Thursday against the Steelers, uh, what quarterbacks are out there, you know, if if Heineke is out there, if uh, or if, say, Garrett Gilbert gets the start. I mean, you still have Kyle Allen. Uh, I think you could, you could probably pretty much figure that Kyle Allen will get a bulk of the of the reps in the fourth preseason game because obviously you're not going to see pretty much any of the starters. And again, with Heineke and the fact that he seems to be the favorite right now for the, the second quarterback spot, it's possible you may not see him as well. I, I could see a scenario at this point where Garrett Gilbert plays the first half and Kyle Allen plays the second half, or possibly Gilbert maybe only plays, say, the first quarter and Kyle Allen takes it the rest of the way. You know, because you did see get uh, you did see Gilbert play a bit in the fourth quarter. Kyle Allen did get one snap. It was the knee down. So I think that's kind of the pecking order at this point with the with the quarterback situation. Uh, so we'll take a quick break because we want to thank one of our great sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about the some more notes, including the offensive line and defense. But first, want to thank our great sponsors over at TheAthletic.com. Again, folks, you're seeing a lot of links out there to save you 30% off your first-year subscription to The Athletic. Here's an opportunity to save 40% off your first-year subscription. Go to TheAthletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers to save 40% off your first year subscription. So you can get it for $2.99 a month. 
Uh, the Athletic is a s- subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. Their model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. I know I personally would am a fan of that, uh, it's especially on mobile. Uh, it's nice to have the videos stay still until I actually want to play them. So that, that's a nice feature to have. Uh, instead, you get authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. So like for the Panthers, Joe Person. You get not only what happened on the field, but why things happen. It will go beyond game recaps and trade speculation. It will give you smarter analysis and a deeper perspective. Uh, and sub- subscribers get access to local and national content with with almost 700 new stories published every week across all sports. So subscribe now by visiting theathletic.com slash Panthers. And be a part of the future of sports journalism. Again, theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers, 40% off your first year subscription. So let's jump back into it. Let's talk a little bit more about Friday's game. I want to talk about the offensive line a little bit now, too. So the starting line was Taylor Moten, Greg Van Roten, Ryan Khalil, Trey Turner, and Jonathan Searles. Kind of what we expected. Again, the question was whether it would be Van Roten or uh, Tyler Larson at left guard. And as it turns out, it was Van Roten. So it's a good looking likely now that Van Roten is going to get the left guard spot in week one against the Cowboys. Now, of course, you did have the injury, the hamstring injury to Searles. So it was Blaine Clausell who later who eventually came in. At right tackle, so he he ended up getting some first team reps at right tackle, and he ended up getting a lot of work because he was still in there going into the fourth quarter. Now, obviously, that's that has to do with the fact that the Panthers are starting to get a little thin. You know, the the depth really isn't there because of the injuries on the offensive line. So, kind of had to. Keep Clausell out there, but uh, in, in another sense, it was good that that Clausell was able to get all those reps. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it was the other four intact. I, I like the way they played, especially on that first uh, that first series. I th- I thought the front line blocked well. I thought they did a good job protecting Newton. I thought they did a good job. Opening holes for Christian McCaffrey because again we talked about how how well McCaffrey ran and that was due to the offensive line. So I was impressed with the way the offensive line performed. So I think you have to feel a little bit better than at least how you might have felt going into this game. Uh, give you a little bit of confidence going into the Dallas game. And remember, Dallas is dealing with offensive line issues themselves. Um, you know, Zach Martin, Lael Collins, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, all dealing with some sort of issue, all seem at least questionable for the Panthers game. So, so it's not like the Panthers offensive line is – is going to have to worry against the Cowboys' D-line. You're looking at the flip side. The Cowboys' O-line could be in a little worrisome position 
against the Panthers' defensive line. But like I said, I, th- I thought the offensive line, at least the the starters, played well. And then you saw the receivers really getting mixed in there. Again, Curtis Samuel getting some reps in there with the ones. On, and you saw him on special teams as well as uh, kick returner and as the gunner on the punt team. So I think you're seeing you're starting to see the the role that Samuel is going to have on this team. You know, even behind guys like Jairus Wright or DJ Moore. Now it looks like Smith and Funches are the top two, and then you'll have Moore and Wright. Bird, of course, is one of your returners, and then I think if, I think you figure Samuel's probably going to make this team. So in all likelihood, that's what it's going. In all likelihood, that's what it's going to end up being. Uh, in the when we get to the final 53 or those six wide receivers, uh, and then even Alex Armour getting involved a little bit, uh, even just in in the blocking scheme. So uh, again, good to see his development and him getting a little more comfortable in this offense. You know, they they like seeing his versatility a bit. So I think you're really starting to see this offense kind of take shape. And then if you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, one of the questions too, of course, was about Thomas Davis and how, how much he was going to play. Well, it turned out he only played two series in this game, recording two tackles. In fact, you saw Captain Munderland out there on the first play of the game. So they were able to get Thomas Davis some reps, but start preparing for those first four games in which they're not going to have Thomas Davis. But I think they're going to be just fine. Luke Keekley, of course, played lights out as he always does. Uh, one of the top tacklers. I noticed he was one of the top tacklers as he ended up with seven tackles in the game, as did Lorenzo Doss, who came in as one of the first corners at the start of the second half. But Luke Keekley playing well, and Shaq Thomas still doing his thing, so I think the Panthers are going to be just fine. And then Captain Mullerland with three tackles, that was third most on the Panthers on Friday night. So as, as long as really those two guys kind of hold their own for the first four weeks. The Panthers Panthers are going to be just fine. Uh, I also liked, especially early in the game, that first drive, the pressure that the defensive line got. Really nice to see a three and out on Tom Brady on the first drive of the game. That obviously was a huge boost. Now, of course, Brady came out and Led some good drives, as he usually does. He is Tom Brady. But, again, for the most part, Panthers held their own. I mean, they only they only held the Patriots to three points in the first half. And like the Panthers, the Patriots starters played the first half. Brady was there for the first half, and then start of the second half, he was pulled, and Brian Hoyer was in there. So holding the Patriots to three points in the first half is... Really a big win for for this Panthers off or for this Panthers defense, excuse me. 
And then uh, also on that same drive, that that same first drive of the game, Dante Jackson, big stop on third down, short short of the first down marker to force the Patriots to punt. So Jackson really, really coming into his own and has really earned that second starting cornerback spot along with James Bradbury. So very impressed with the way he is quickly developed uh, on this defense. And again, like I said, Lorenzo Doss, I thought, played very well, uh, looking like a, a solid backup corner. So defense looks like it's it's going to be just fine. Now it's just a matter of plugging in the final spots of the roster, plugging in your backups and your special teamers. Uh, so if we run through the, the stats real quick, I mean, again, not that uh, – not that stats in the preseason mean much, but just for fun. So Cam Newton ended up 11 of 17 for 142 yards. And again, led led three field goal drives. Obviously, you want to see the, some of those drives become touchdowns as the season progresses, but at least the Panthers were putting points on the board. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, 5 of 9, 46 yards, and, a t- and that touchdown pass to Moss Frazier. Taylor Heineke, 5 of 6, also 46 yards. And then Kyle Allen, 0 for 1. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in 12 carries, 48 yards. Cameron Artis Payne, 6 carries, 15 yards. And then everyone else only had about 1 or 2 carries, except for Elijah Hood. He did get 3 carries, but a total of 0 yards. Uh, on the flip side, they held Tom Brady to 12 of 18. For 102 yards. And then rushing-wise, Mike Gillisley, 10 carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Jeremy Hill, 9 carries, 25 yards, as Jeremy Hill literally had trouble keeping his shoe on and eventually sprained his ankle. So overall, impressive performance for the Panthers. A lot of positives to take away going into the regular season. And like I said at the top of the show, beating the Patriots, the defending AFC champions, even if it is only preseason, beating them in week three of the preseason in the dress rehearsal has to give this team a boost. And again, the fact that they're now 3-0 and in, in the preseason, hopefully that can carry over to the regular season. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, just ask the, the Cleveland Browns last season. But nonetheless... I think you have to like what you saw out of the Panthers on Friday night. So that'll wrap it up here. Uh, Again, I want to thank our sponsor, great sponsors over at The Athletic. Visit theathletic.com slash locked on Panthers. I know I've been touting this a lot, but it's a great deal. 40% better than a lot of the links you're seeing out there from even some of the writers. So, again, 40% works out to $2.99 a month for the first year. Theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Another victory edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. 
and enjoy the rest of the weekend. We'll be back next week to start prepping for the preseason finale. It's good to say that the preseason finale against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then it'll be off for week one of the regular season against the Dallas Cowboys. So until next time, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. We'll see you next week right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, take care, my friends.